Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawbeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed to strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the sixth day of the week in God's created order, the first day of March, 2024th year of our Lord. And we begin this morning with our going into prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning to fellowship in your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that God, the Holy Spirit, will enlighten us to the things that we're about to study. We ask that you make them a source of blessing as we continue to grow in it, as we continue to... Uh, Again, Heavenly Father, help us to avoid the distractions this morning. Uh, things were kind of uh, haphazard for technology and everything, but we're on our way. So be with us in our study this morning. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Yeah, a little miscombobulated. Hello. Let me shut this one off. There we go. All right. Got all kinds of crazy things going on. Got. Um, let me double check something here. All right, we'll work with that. All right, hopefully we've got. Um, let me do something else. Let me check one more one more thing. Hmm. I don't know if we got a double thing. Let me bring you back to music here for a second. Let me bring you back to there. Hold on. Oh, okay. Ah, let's see. Probably here. There you go. Uh-huh. Go ahead. All right, let's see. I believe we're back. All right, let's... Whew. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I won't explain everything, but we'll, we'll continue... Do this one more setting up, and now that's screwing up. All right, we'll be all right there. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 25. I think, I think that's where we were. The message that we have, we, we've got, again, uh, sorry for the... For the uh, just as long as we get back into it, we'll be all right, won't we? Matthew 25. And we are in, we should be finishing up today or maybe uh, on Monday, the, our parable of the town. So let's begin, let's pick up right there. The church age believer, for the church age believer, there will be no, na- uh, no darkness or the gnashing of teeth. Church age believer, this is not a principle toward them when we talk about the, and within the church age, we know that there are the faithful and there are the unfaithful among even Christians. But they're not going to suffer the place of darkness or the gnashing of teeth. But there will be a loss of rewards. There'll be a loss of crowns. There'll be a loss of rope. These, when it comes right down to it, there, no eye has seen, no ear has heard all that God has prepared for those to, who love Him. 
and our the loss for the for the believer for the church age believer that continues to live their life carnally throughout their life and they they may go about this life and they may say blessed are by there there by the grace of God go I and I've been saved and I'm not going to hell okay fine you you speak the truth you have been redeemed but the, and I've even heard people say that all these rewards and stuff don't really matter because I'm going to be in heaven with my Jesus. It will matter then. By the way, those same people will will go through life and they will they will look at the the good things of this life and try to acquire all the things of this life, but they don't care nothing for eternity. But like like it was that Esau, who devalued the blessing had lost a blessing, so will there be much blessing that they will lose at the end. They will find that at the uh, when at, at the Bema. So there will be those with rewards, crowns, privileges, robes attached to a resurrected body as described in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, those things that go to the overcomer, as well as other passages. There will be those without those blessings as well. Paul writes in Romans 14, 12. So then, each one of us will give an account for him of himself to God. There is coming a time of accountability for each one of us. See, this message that we have in Matthew chapter 25, it's an ageless, uh, regardless of what age we're dealing with. Uh, whether we're dealing with the the first uh, with with the in the ancient times and even all the way back to Job, uh, David throughout the the Old Testament patriarchs, whether it's dealing with the church or whether it's dealing with the patri uh, the tribulational saints, the the blessing of God to the faithful. Uh, God is just, and from His justice. He distributes blessing as well as cursing. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may give may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what has been done, whether good or bad. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest to God. And then 1 Corinthians 3.10 According to the grace of God which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid the foundation and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds a foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work if any man's work which he has built on it remains he will receive a reward if any man's work is burned up he will suffer loss but he himself will be saved yet 
so through fire. He won't lose his eternal life. The church age believer. This is for the church age believer. Our the church the church age believer, the born again believer, will be evaluated in heaven, and it is in it is in heaven, out of this body in our resurrected bodies that we will receive our reward. The tribulational saints will will receive their their reward while yet in the body on this earth, those that survive the tribulation, and they will go into the uh, go into the uh, the um, millennial age, starting with all believers. The Lord says He's coming back and He's bringing His reward with them. So the measure of man's work is his relationship. This should be remembered. This is not motivation for you to get out and get busy for the Lord as we've seen on a sign one day that said, uh, Jesus is coming, look busy. It's not it at all as well. And we don't have to wring our hands wondering how we're going to miss the boat because we don't have a certain ministry or we're not busy for the Lord. Listen, our fruit comes from our relationship, our connection. We are the uh, branches, He is the vine. We are, our fruit comes from our connection with the branch or with the vine, with our Lord Jesus Christ. And going back to Galatians chapter 5, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. See, fruit isn't something that's pushed out. Fruit is what is produced by a proper connection with the branch. So for the Christian, work is not about the sweat of our brow, but it's the heart of the believer connected to his master. From them comes the fruit of the branch which is connected to that vine. So our relationship, our spiritual priorities, our studying of the word of God, our, our walking in the spirit, our each day, how much time really... It's not about what am I doing, but how much each day are you connected with the Lord and with your relationship with the Lord. Some people, there are the CEO believers, Christmas and Easter only. And they consider themselves as Christians and by profession of Christ and being born again, uh, namely being born again, they are believers. But they have a responsibility as unto the Lord to be connected with the Lord. So the church receives its eternal reward in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. Thus, we as believers cannot look at our temporary prosperity, the houses we live in or the cars or our bank accounts. We can't look at that as a measure of our spiritual life. We can't look, as the prosperity gospel says, you know, that God wants us to be rich, healthy, rich, and all that. Because God causes the sun, sunshine to call, to, uh, to shine upon evil, on the good and evil, on the righteous and the unrighteous. He also causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. So our prosperity on this earth and the time can, is no measure of where we are in our spiritual life. The church age believer functions in a given period of time. As it is that the farmer, he sows, 
There's a time there's a time for sowing and there's a time for reaping. There's a time that to there's going to come a time that that we there's a window of opportunity called time that we do our work in. The Lord speaks about doing our work while it's still called the day. The tribulational believers, they and the, and the most darkest periods of this world during those tribulation, those who persevere within the tribulation, their reward is coming with Christ. This, these are the though these are those who did not take the mark of the beast, who did not bow a knee to the the world government, but they kept looking upward for their redemption, for the coming of Christ. There are going to be those also who are going to die during in the tribulation, being faithful, giving up their lives. They they rejected the mark and they're going to die, but they they die in the tri, during the tribulation. But they're coming back with the Lord as well. Revelation 24, verse 4. Then I saw the thrones that they set on them, and the judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand, and on their hand, and they came to life, and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The church is going to come back with the Lord to reign with Him, but so are the these tribulational saints who are, were martyred during that time. So the living remnant, both Jews and Gentiles, who persevere and live through these worst times, will go in and they will start the millennial, the, uh, start with, in the millennial reign of Christ, these last 1,000 years of the current heavens and the earth, and they're going to begin that the millennial reign of Christ. Israel will receive her kingdom and all nations of the earth by blessing by association will be blessed as well. There will be the unfaithful also. Even those who even those who subscribe to be righteous according to their own standard, the negative righteousness. And they're going to approach the Lord wearing fig leaves. And as the Lord had said in Matthew 7.22, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So there, there will be those, these are those that still subscribe to legal, the legalistic system of Judaism and uh, religions and whatever else in this world. That the, These are the religious people. And they're going to find out that their religions were nothing more than fig leaves that did not meet the righteous standard of God. We spoke yesterday about those who received their rewards. And the first um, first was with the five, and he was faithful with what the what the master had given him. And then with the five, he invested that he received five back. The master said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Notice there that the Lord, the master, didn't say to him, 
well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you five more talents. No, and double his rich, double the riches. The talents belong to the Lord. Remember the principle that glory belongs to the Lord and blessing to the to um, the faithful. And what was the faithful? What what does the psalmist say uh, to? That thought just left my head. But anyway, the faithful received back to him not the the talents. It, the, the talents wasn't considered the reward. What was the reward? The reward was the is the joy of the master. To enjoy the master. So this connects us with the relationship. What was the desire? Commit your ways to the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. To those who are maturing in the Lord, there is a motivational change within our hearts. We mentioned it yesterday that when you start off as a believer, you might start off uh, establishing your spiritual priorities with the motivation for reward. Hey, if I do this and if I do that, then I'm going to be rewarded in heaven according to the promises of God's word. And I really want those promises. I really want the rewards in heaven. Okay, very good. Uh, that comes from faith. That's even by faith. Now you're you're thinking of a like a child, and you're really and your heart's desired on the crowns and the robes and the great things in heaven. Okay. You still seeing them by faith, uh, so there is that measure of uh, pleasing the Lord on there. It could be the others that said, "Listen, I don't want." It's like my buddy Shady, who's now with the Lord. He said, "You know," he goes, "Bob." Some of you remember Shady, you know, Andy. He said, "Bob, you know why I trusted Jesus for salvation?" Like, why is that, Andy? He goes, "Fire insurance." I didn't want to go to hell. Okay. And that's an immature way to look at it, but amen. By faith, he still had to, he still looked at the negative aspect. But you know, when you start growing in the Lord and you've got your spiritual priorities down and you're growing, well, guess what? You, you commit your ways to the Lord. Your desires, your motivation in your heart comes to a genuine love for the Lord. And your desire is the joy of the master. When the master is happy, when you bring pleasure in our lives, and that's a test of your maturity. When you do, not on the basis of to be blessed or to avoidance of, of cursing, but in your relationship, the strengthening in your relationship with the Lord. And you knowing that your walk brings pleasure to him. That's a measure of the of a properly oriented believer. So a person can gain a believer a person can gain the whole world and yet be a miserable wretch wretch, whether you're a believer or unbeliever. You can have all the accordments of life, but with the out the capacity to enjoy these, which is the joy of the Lord, these things are 
the worst thing is to have all the things of this world like Solomon. We're reading Solomon on Sunday mornings. Solomon was miserable, but he was the richest man in the world. God had demonstrated to all of us that riches do not bring happiness. Remember, Mom, I know you know it. Uh, the Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity. All is vanity. Without the capacity to enjoy it. So it's not about what you're going to get. It's about the joy that the Lord puts in your heart. The sharing, the joy. The, everything else. Everything else. And, and with that joy, everything else can be put in the right perspective. Even on this earth. Whether it's blessing, uh, or uh, prosperity, or whether it's adversity. With the joy of the Lord, you have the capacity to endure both. I'll even call prosperity endure, to endure. To endure without taking your eyes off of the Lord. It's coming back to Matthew 25, 24 and 25. And the one who has received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid my talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. <laughs> you know, people are people. One thing that I think is interesting when you look back, when you look back on, on man back in the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you read that, you just have to laugh because man hasn't changed for thousands of years. They still have the same attitude. They have an attitude here. You hear this. This guy sounds like a disgruntled union worker, doesn't he? The rich is getting richer. The poor is getting poor. The, the God is being, God is, the ma or here, ma the master is, is taking advantage of me. And he's, while he's getting richer, off my own labor. Don't you read that? Read that. Go back into that. Let's read that again. Look at it. In the view of you hear people talking today. Again, disgruntled union workers. I was afraid that it went away and hid the talent in the ground. See that, that which is yours. Oh, no. Back up before that. And the one who received the... One talent came up and said, Master, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. All right, so you're, you're just making a profit off of my own labor, and that is unfair. See, no relationship, a disconnect. A disconnect. The, the and that's why, without going on rabbit trail. You see, when we work as unto the Lord, and whatever we do, do it with all of our hearts because we're working to the Lord, not as man-pleasers. We are seeking to, to, uh, to bring joy to our Master. And so, because Why? Because we have a right connection. We have a right view of the one whom we're working for. The fact is, the unfaithful slave, and we mentioned this the other day, the unfaithful slave took that talent and buried it in the ground. 
Why did he do that? Well, if, if he would have invested it, first of all, it would be on the record that that one talent, and which is quite, one don't sound like a lot, but we went over it the other day, that that one was still a considerably amount of, of money entrusted in him. And so, and this is capital. This is, this is capital that he could invest. But if he invested it, it would be on record on who it belonged to. Not the servant, but to the one whom it belonged, which was to his master. If he put it in the bank, again, it would go into the master's account. So, therefore, he buried it. You see, we've all been graced. Bring it back bring it back to us for a moment, even in the time in which we live. We've all been graced out. Every one of us, the worst of us, have been graced by God. Been graced out. The breath that we the every heartbeat, every breath we take, our uh, our our prosperity, the the thing, uh, the everything that we have, everything that we owe to the courtesy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The worst offender is graced out because his life is being being uh, perpetuated at this current time. That his life is being, let's just say, sustained by the Lord Jesus Christ. Your heart beating right now. Courtesy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in thanksgiving. So this is common grace. Common grace has given us a time, given everyone time to hear the gospel. To hear the gospel, uh, the gospel that Jesus Christ provides eternal life. Common grace can be understood by the unbeliever. Can be responded to by the unbeliever. Time gives the believer from the time that he is saved to the time which he departs from this world opportunity to grow. So we've all been graced. But the unbeliever takes his grace and buries it. Because by no means does he want to give glory to God. The one who's graced. The, the burial takes place in our public schools, teaching evolution. No, God didn't do all this. They're burying and, and they're teaching our the, the young ones to bury that. To bury it. Because they do not want to give the glory to God. So these things, so these things are out of sight, out of mind. So this demonstrates a disdain for the master. These rewards spoken by the slave are echoed in our world today in their hatred toward God. And these people are fools. For while, while God, and as Paul says in Romans chapter 1, while they profess to be wise, they are morons, fools. And who gives who gives no glory or no credit to God, but they make idols for themselves. What idiots! And yet they take their one talent and bury it, so that their master would receive no glory. And listen, in this aspect, to we are all slaves to whether we acknowledge it or not. We are all under the sovereignty of God. When we go to Philippians chapter 2, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. And we are his slaves. 
But when the master shows up, he will receive all of his own possessions to be distributed as he pleases. The master will receive back all that he has with dividends, uh, receiving back from what the faithful slaves has done and, and the good works. Those good works that are produced are of the master's. Matthew 25 to 26. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he has, does have uh, shall be taken away. And Israel, when we mentioned this yesterday, it's, it's, I look at it a little bit clearer on this, and I still still don't have a complete backing, scriptural backing on this, but I say the man who had received five talents the, the, is reflecting of Israel. And Israel, the, the forefront, he is a, a, the apple of God's eye. It is the one that, through their faithfulness, that the remnant, uh, so the, foc- the focus is on Israel. And they're the ones that's going to be blessed by God. Let's let's look at another let's look at another uh, passage here. Okay, long one. There we go. Let's go to Deuteronomy six ten. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities, which you did not build, and houses full of good things, which you did not fill, and hewn cesterns, uh, which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant, and you eat and are satisfied. Then watch yourselves that you do not forget the Lord who had brought you from the land, so these are blessings. These are blessings above and beyond. And the Lord plays favorites, and His favorites are the children of Israel, in that reestablished a relationship with Him. You will be my people. I will be your God. You will be my people. And He says this to Israel, and the one. So the one with five will there. The the servant will be that that will be doubled for them, and not only will that be not only will they be blessed there, but that which is of the world, the spoils go to the victors. That will be given over as blessing to Israel. Those believing nations, those believing people, those that are grafted in the Gentile nations, they will be blessed by association. Israel forty nine six. He says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant 
to rise up tribes of Jacob and to restore and preserve ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Those and those blessings, remember those blessings are filtered through the nation of Israel because that goes all the way back to the Abrahamic covenant when the Lord says to Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. So those blessings, and I'm getting more to comfortable with saying that with these two, these first two servants, the first servant is Israel, and the second servant, the one who received two talents, that one is the Gentile believers in that time time period. More about that coming up with when we're dealing with the believing Gentiles during the tribulation. Matthew 25. 30. Close it out. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Condemnation. And uh, there are there is no condemnation with the ones who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ in his righteousness. They once again they did not get the, the unfaithful servant didn't get thrown out. You see his actions, just like Cain's did in the earlier, demonstrated where his heart was. It demonstrated his outward performance, and that's with all of us. Our outward actions and production will reflect the inside, the Christ that's within us, or the lack thereof. And so it wasn't that the servant got thrown into the place of darkness and the gnashing of teeth, which we, we should expound a little bit more on. But nonetheless, we're, let's just hold it tonight or today, with, which is condemnation. They didn't get thrown out. for He didn't get thrown into the lake of fire or, or the place of darkness and gnashing teeth because they didn't do enough. Same with our day and in our day. It wasn't about our, mor- our lack of morality. It wasn't about our wickedness. It wasn't about any of that. It was about their the lack of relationship with the master. If the relationship with the master is right, the output will be right. If the relationship with the master will be wrong, the output will be wrong. Let's close out in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this time this morning, fellowshipping in your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that comforts us, guides us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that it's not about that if anything we've learned today, that it's not about our busyness, going about and being busy and hustling for Thee. It's about sitting at Your feet, hearing Your Word, the good things that You have to teach us about Yourself. And we know, Heavenly Father, that with the connection of Thee, that there is a connection with the vine, that we are, that we grow in, in our relationship with Thee. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we haven't screwed up so much in our lives that as an indication that we are still here, that you are a God of grace. And you take, pick us up right where we, we, uh, we've started from, where we failed and you restore us that we may continue to grow in grace, that we may continue to look ahead 
We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting good fight of faith. Tim, I look forward to seeing you here in a little bit. And until then, stay motivated. I already said that, didn't I? All right. Uh, Well, let's do this. Okay, we're back in our our studies on Sunday, back in Hebrews. Hopefully we'll finish up at chapter 9. Well, Lord will, Spirit guide. So, uh, So we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.